Welcome to Sex, Love, and Another Baby. I'm your host, Priscilla Kotick, and I'm here to have a conversation about the topics women are so keen to keep secret. Life as a woman, being a mom, having a baby, being married, being single, dating, friendships, relationships, boundaries, you name it. I want to share real-life experience while walking in vulnerability and truth with you. This is not a how-to podcast or an advice podcast. This is simply a conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome to Sex, Love, and Another Baby. I'm Priscilla Kotick, and I'm just super excited to share my life with you. Um, I want to say that the whole reason I came up with or decided to actually record this podcast is that I was just going through these moments, you know, while getting engaged and then getting married and then during pregnancy and then being a mom and I would ask people okay like what are you doing how did you overcome this what can I try and every time I asked questions like that um, it just seemed like no one really had an answer for it there was no answer, right? And that makes sense because everyone's life is different. We're all going through different experiences. So there isn't a solution necessarily to deal with everything. But what happened is that I definitely felt more encouraged with what I was hearing, knowing that what I was going through was very normal. And so I decided to make this podcast to share my experience so that someone somewhere knows that they're not alone and that there is someone out there who can absolutely relate to them. Um, I came up with a podcast name whenever we were pregnant with our second child and I was like, oh my gosh, sex, love, and babies, I think was the title. And then I Googled that and I think I found something like a book that was written way back before I was born. And I was like, okay, that's taken. But what about sex, love, and another baby? Because we're trying to get pregnant again. So I thought that would be super, super creative. And so it stuck. So this is sex, love, and another baby with me. And I'm super excited to share with you. And and okay, just like to be fully transparent, like it's going to be super interesting because obviously, well, actually it's not obvious because you don't know me. I've got a baby. His name is Jackson and like all babies needs my attention. So I am always just trying to record where I can um, in a moment that is right for my lifestyle. Um, For example, right now I am in my underwear wearing a sweater and my hair is not done because it's my birthday today and we are going to dinner and I'm like, this is the only time that I have to record this episode. So here we go. I'm running with it. I am standing in front of my mirror with my computer and all my podcast equipment and I am speaking to you as I am getting ready for my birthday dinner, but um, we'll probably take at least 25 minutes out of my time to actually record this and wait for everything um, to heat up, you know, because I'm gonna straighten my hair. Anyways, super, super excited. So another thing I wanna add is that I can't, 
I don't like to speak about my past in the sense that my past is completely different than who I am. And when it makes sense, I will refer to my past. But I think what's going to be most important is me referring to where I am in life now, because that's what I can speak to the most. So yeah, let's, let's, let me go ahead and get started and start sharing. Um, recently, you know, I, I come from it. First of all, like I come from a family of four kids. Um, my parents were in the military and when I was younger, I actually used to see my mom like have panic attacks and like go to the ER because she thought she was like having a heart attack. And recently I started experiencing the same thing. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I have never been in tune with like panic attacks. I think one time I had like an anxiety attack when I was in college because, um, I was living in a basically a different country and they were being so difficult with me on enrolling for my classes because I wanted to take 24 credit hours and they only wanted me to take like 12 or 14, but I was really determined to finish school and there were specific classes that I needed and they were just being so difficult for me. I remember crying for like three hours, like while driving, hyperventilating, but that was all that I had known about panic attacks really. So then, um, fast forward to now, it's been kind of a wild week for me. You know, we celebrated my birthday on Friday with the party, and then we went to a birthday dinner Saturday, um, with some good friends. And then today we're going to dinner again, but on Friday, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I heard my baby screaming for, you know, a whole hour because, you know, we're working through tantrums and understanding that patience is important. And so listening to him scream and scream at me was really hard. Um, I think from the beginning of when Jackson was born, the screaming was very hard for me. Like I physically react to it. It makes my skin crawl. It makes me feel like I'm a bad mom, even though I know that I'm not a bad mom. And it's just really hard to listen to in general. So I remember he was, you know, maybe three days old and he was screaming. It was like nine o'clock at night and he was screaming and screaming and screaming and maybe for like two hours. And I just looked at my husband and I was like, I don't know what to do. He's fed, his diapers changed and I have no idea what to do. And my husband just reassured me and he was like, Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with him. You're doing a great job. Just take a break and we'll come back to it. And that really helped, but it's like, now that we're kind of in the thick of it, I'm like, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? And so on Friday, you know, we're learning and we're, you know, he's figuring out not to scream and he's calming himself down. And I'm, I have put him in a, um, like a harness, a baby harness, the Argo baby, Ergo baby. And I'm holding him and all of a sudden I just start having these super intense, chest pains and I mean so intense I was just so overwhelmed and it started radiating up towards my neck and I immediately thought to myself I need to put this baby down so Jack had calmed down I walked over and we're preparing for my birthday party I walk over I put him in his crib I close the door you know I, I let him take a nap and I am just breathing in and out very slowly just 
I mean, even right now I'm like trying to catch my breath and I just felt so overwhelmed. I didn't know what was wrong with me, what to do. And my best friend comes over and she's helping prepare a beautiful charcuterie board. Thank you, Steph. And my husband comes back home and I am like, Hey, can you guys just take care of everything? I just need a second. I just need to breathe. I'm going to go to the chiropractor so they can crack me and maybe my body will find some relief. And it did when I went to the chiropractor, but I was still so overwhelmed. It even carried into the party. So I was super happy that all the people that I loved and cared for were there. I mean, not all of them, but some of them, a story for another time. Um, but it has been reconciled. So <laughs> there's no issue there. I'm not feeling salty, but it carried into the party. And, and I just felt I am supposed to feel super excited and super happy and so many people that I love are in this room, but I just don't feel here. I feel so disconnected. And I didn't realize that feeling disconnected was part of, you know, a panic attack at all. I was just like, oh, like maybe I'm just depressed because I just had two miscarriages and I'm still dealing with that, which I am still dealing with that. Or maybe I'm just tired because I don't sleep as well as I used to sleep. Or maybe I'm just not having a good day. And so I couldn't really pinpoint what it is that I was feeling. So fast forward to Saturday. Um, I still have this tiny, tiny little pain in my chest. But we go out to dinner with our family. Uh, sorry, not dinner. Sorry. We go out to lunch after a little career fair that my husband hosted. And I was feeling like just discomfort in my chest and overall uncomfortable. I was just feeling uncomfortable and I just couldn't figure out why I was feeling uncomfortable. And I remembered that at my party, someone had said that maybe it's a panic attack like or an anxiety attack. And I was like, no, like maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm just super, super stressed. But regardless, I felt that way even on Saturday. And so I went to lunch with um, my husband's it's, it's kind of hard to explain, so, or not really explain. My husband has a mother. <laughs> His mother has a mother. So my husband's grandmother had a sister, and so I was with his grandmother's sister's child. Um, oh, I could have just said his mom's cousin. Okay, I was with my husband's um, mom's cousin, and his wife. And I was talking to his wife and she does all natural everything. They live out on a beautiful ranch and it's super beautiful and fresh and I feel alive every time I go and it makes me want to be a farmer slash live out in the middle of nowhere. That's besides the point. But she talked, she spoke to me about taking magnesium. And so I have been taking magnesium. I do feel a little bit better. I've been like taking a lot of magnesium. I do feel better. I feel like I'm also being like, I'm also staying more hydrated, which has been a struggle for me within the last couple of months, uh, postpartum, which I believe is partially why I miscarried twice. Um, but that happened. And so after that day, you know, I got that information. I was like, okay, I'll take some magnesium because we have some at home and I'll think about maybe it's an anxiety attack or not. And then Sunday goes by, I'm uh, sorry, 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, I need to back up. So still on Saturday, um, we go out to dinner and my baby seems fine. I, you guys, motherhood is trial and error. So I gave him a little bit of my curry. We went to a Indian buffet, which I've never been to an Indian buffet. And the last time I've been, the last time I went to a buffet, I was in college and I remember vomiting and that was the last time I went to a buffet. But I remember going and thinking someone is going to vomit when they leave this place. Little did I know it would be my child. So I gave him a little bit of my curry. I was like, oh, like, you know, this isn't too spicy, but obviously for a child, it might be a little bit spicier than I think because I have a high spice tolerance sometimes, but a baby definitely does. But he just really wanted to try my food, so I gave it to him. So we're at this really nice dinner, and we're you know we're all enjoying it, and we're like, oh look, he's tired. He's like laying on my lap, and then all of a sudden, projectile vomit, projectile vomit all over this booth. We're in a booth. There's three of us in a booth and my baby is vomiting. I'm wearing a white dress. It's all over my white dress. It's all over my chest. And I am internally freaking out, but I'm also like, this is my child. I can't just toss my child because they're vomiting. I'm like, okay, like if anyone's going to get dirty, obviously it's got to be me, but why did I decide to wear a white dress? And Looking back, it probably was really funny. I spoke to my husband's mom today and she just was cracking up at the thought that I got vomited on in this beautiful white dress by my child. And she just reassured me, you know, Priscilla, it's okay. It happens. That's happened to me and it's fine. But she goes, that definitely looked like curry. <laughs> she was like, that definitely looked like curry. Um, so even just walking out of the restaurant, I'm walking out of the restaurant and I just feel like my whole demeanor changes. I feel so embarrassed. I feel bad because I gave my child, let my child taste curry and that's what I got. I didn't get to enjoy dinner and I just felt really defeated. And so even coming into, I think going into Sunday, I told my husband, I was like, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to see any of our friends because I feel so embarrassed about my baby vomiting on me at a really nice restaurant. And so I just kind of like was a big critic on myself. I was like, man, like you suck. And like, you should have been more responsible. And like, how could you give your child curry? And I was like, I thought it would be fine. Cause I've definitely given him curry before. It just, I've never given him like curry with any spices really in it. So dang it, dang it. So anyways, rolling into Monday, which is today, May the 9th, my birthday. And also the day I'm releasing this podcast. I just had this lingering like feeling and it's like, I couldn't get rid of this feeling, which I think it, I honestly think that panic attacks are derived from fear, which makes sense because I'm always thinking of like the impending doom or like something happening to me or my child or my husband or our finances or, you know, what am I going to do next? And, or like, I hope I don't die um, because I'm having chest pains. And I looked it up and I'll look it up now. I was like, what are the symptoms of a panic attack? So let's Google it. What are the symptoms of a panic attack? And this is going to be so crazy because I'll be honest, I 
there are symptoms in here that I thought were just emotional driven. Like, wow, this person hurt my feelings and then this happens. I didn't, I had never associated this, these things that are happening with my body, these physical things that, um, I didn't ever consider this to be a panic attack, but let's go ahead and read some of the symptoms. So people with, they call it panic disorder, may have sudden and repeated panic attacks of overwhelming anxiety and fear. Uh, a feeling of being out of control or a fear of death or impending doom during a panic attack, which that was totally me on Friday. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm nowhere near the hospital. I need to get to a hospital. No one's here. What am I going to do? And then an intense worry about when the next panic attack will happen, which has been me for like, you know, the last couple of months, I felt this happen whenever we had our first baby. And then after the the first miscarriage and then after the second miscarriage. And then of course, recently, and then a fear or avoidance of places where panic attacks have occurred in the past. I would say that's definitely not something I've experienced because I'm not worried about that. But I will tell you this, if a song comes on and I'm in a clothing store and it reminds me of something um, or a time where I have felt a panic attack, I just try to create a new memory with that song. Like that definitely happened today. I was out shopping for um, my, my stepsister's graduation gift. And this song, I'm, I'm sure you all are all familiar with it. It's called Dancing on My Own. I think it's by Robin. I don't know her last name. But I remember my first boyfriend cheating on me so much and me listening to that song on repeat. So unhealthy. Do not do that. Um, <laughs> some friendly advice. Do not do that. But I was like, okay, we already had a panic attack Friday. I don't need to be reminded of, you know, some ex-boyfriend that I literally don't even think of like in this moment. But anyways, moving on, um, some physical symptoms during a panic attack, um, are pounding or racing heart, sweating, chills, trembling, difficulty breathing, which I've definitely experienced these last couple of days. And then weakness or dizziness and then tingling or numb of hands. That was so striking to me because the first time I had ever experienced this was with my first boyfriend and I didn't think that that was a panic attack. I was just like, that's really weird that my body is reacting this way to being hurt by someone that I really care about. And I've noticed that it has happened with even my husband a couple of times and people that I've dated where they will say something or do something that will hurt my feelings and then all of a sudden my hands are tingling and they're numb and sometimes it'll like radiate radiate up to like my face and it's like the weirdest feeling but I didn't know that was a panic attack so really interesting to know that now and then also chest pains which of course I've been experiencing that and then nausea which is something I experienced last night while talking with my husband I was just telling him how stressed I was feeling and I had like all of this nausea, but it, um, it ended up settling and going away and I was able to finally get some sleep, <laughs> but it's just kind of crazy to think that sometimes 
being a mom and you guys, I am a mom and I work full time, but it's all from home, which I am like, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. That's super, super awesome. Like, I'm so glad that I work from home, but it can also become overwhelming because it's like, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm taking care of my child. I'm answering emails and working on projects. I'm going on walks because I need to step away from my computer and I'm dealing with tons of other, you know, external factors. And at first I thought it would be maintainable and I would be fine, but I'm looking at my life right now and I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And my husband would agree that it makes sense that I'm overwhelmed because I'm doing so much at once. And I would say like, although I'm been experiencing this and I'm trying to take my thoughts captive and say, Hey thoughts, settle down. And it's just been really nice having a husband who's very supportive and who's walking with me through this. And it's so nice to have friends who are walking with me through this. I even called one of my friends today and I just told her like all of the things I've been thinking about. And she just told me, Hey lady, you either, you know, give in to fear and allow yourself to worry about all of these different things and stress about these different things. Or you say, no, this is unhealthy. I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to relax, take a moment, breathe and rest because, because everything is actually going to be okay. And even if everything for whatever reason doesn't work out, it's still going to be okay. You're still going to get through it. Something that I always laugh at and I laugh at because this lady that I did not like very much told me this, but she was absolutely right. Like absolutely right. Um, it's one of my mom's friends who lived with us in Puerto Rico. And I remember I would have a really bad day at school or a really bad day in college or just a really bad day dealing with, uh, you know, a F boy. And she would, you know, come and sit with me and she would say, Priscilla, you're not going to die. This did not kill you. And she's so right. And it was so funny because last night we were watching (laughs) above deck or sorry, below deck. And in that epi- one of the episodes, this girl was just kind of talking about her life f- philosophy. And she just goes, you know what? At the end of the day, we're not going to die. I'm not going to die. And it's going to be okay. And that's kind of how she was able to propel herself from situation to situation. And that's kind of similar to like what I've done. But recently, it's been hard to remember like, hey, you're not going to die if your child cries because they need to learn patience and kindness and self-control. And you're not going to die if your dishes aren't done. And you're not going to die if your hair will not straighten for the 50th time this week when you're trying to go to dinner. And you're not going to die if, you know, if you have a miscarriage and your life isn't over, even, even though in those moments it really has felt like it's over. I mean, I just remember thinking these last couple of weeks, I just want to lay in a freaking ditch and do nothing. I just want to lay and not think about anything. I think that's emotionally how I was feeling, but 
I'm like trying to think of like the words to describe this. Like, I know that I don't need to be strong. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, as a woman, like you feel like you always need to be strong. And I would say that I don't feel like I need to be strong because I'm a woman. Like, I know that I am strong. I know who I am. I know my, my identity as a person and I am strong and I'm smart and I'm successful, but there are just moments where I just need someone to be stronger for me because I am mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. I'm exhausted because no one told me how hard life would be. No one explained to me what it would be like to, you know, miscarriage a baby. No one explained to me what it would feel like to have disagreements with your husband or not understand you know, different communication styles, you know, with your friends. And I feel like I'm really learning what life is in reality. I feel like there, people did a really good job in my life of basically, you know, staining my sunglasses or, you know, my eyes with these, this rose tint and, I'm really glad that's not there anymore because now I can say that was really unrealistic. And I think a lot of people, even that I, even, even now that I know today also had similar perspectives as I did, but then we had kids, we had, you know, we had our own families and then we're like, wow, this is not what anyone explained, which is fine. And I'm okay with that, but that's why, (laughs) that's why I'm telling you. But I think my goal um, for myself, especially with what I'm dealing with today and this week, would be to just take a couple of moments to myself and breathe. <laughs> my husband has been doing such a great job. He even, you know, he even made me a list to do go grocery shopping so that he could cook for himself during lunch. Um, which is really sweet of him. And I wish I had done a better job at communicating like my capacity to him. Like, um, how do you say that? My capacity a while ago or like, you know, way before the moment now to where I got overwhelmed because I'm telling you, like when you're overwhelmed, you don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do anything, but it's okay. I am not going to die. No one is going to die. (laughs) We're all going to be okay. And I'm going to get through this. And if you're going through this, you're going to get through it too. It's okay. We are going to talk it out because that's kind of what this podcast is all about. I am really just wanting to spark the conversation for you in your own head and with your friends because this I'm not trying to give you advice and I'm not trying to be a how-to podcast this is supposed to be a conversation and this is these are internal conversations that I'm like having with myself and or having with other people that I know and I want to pass that on to you so that you can also have the same conversations so With that said, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here. I don't know what I'm going to be talking about whenever I come back because 
This is just going to be a real time what is going on with me and my life and where I'm at and I'm really excited to share that. I'm trying to think, what else? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just super excited and thank you for tuning in and I can't wait to share it with you next time. If you're interested in following me on social, you can find me on Instagram at priscilla.conic. Additionally, if you really like this podcast episode, feel free to subscribe, share, and rate. Remember, this is not a how-to podcast or an advice podcast. This is simply a conversation.